Brian Powell of I Run Far here with Tim Tollison after his third place finish at the 2017 UTMB. How are you there, Timmy? Yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You had another great run out there this weekend. Uh, how did it feel to, you know, have run a really strong race last year and come back and just, like, photocopy it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, can't be unhappy with it. Uh, you know, it, uh, and then on paper, it feels like two third place finishes like are pretty comparable but i'm much i am more satisfied with this one given the depth of the field and you know having the francois and killian finish in front like the kings of you know the trail world and uh, being in such royalty on that podium is pretty special yeah i mean like yeah. you beat zavia who and getaminas who are both ahead of you last I, year. I was sandwiched between three guys with eight titles at this race so that's pretty, Did you absorb crazy. any like? Uh, I'm hoping it rubbed off on me. Like when when I pass Xavier, I kind of like give him a little little rub. So maybe it'll pay off next year. Uh, and, and you run Ludovic style. So <laughs> did he did he give you any <laughs> advice for presumably next year? He hasn't, but I'll, I'll, I'll debrief with him. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, I mean, yeah. Again, you like you started off conservatively, right? Like where where did you find yourself? You know, through that first 50k. Uh, so this year it, I was kind of took the same approach as last year where I was running within my comfort level, mm -hmm. but it was a little quicker than last year. I think I went through St. Gervais or no, Lake Contamine 15 minutes faster than mm -hmm. last year. G Which is only given, 20 minutes, I mean, 20 miles into the race. Yeah. Right. So it was already quite a bit faster, but I was feeling comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a testament to the training that I'd done leading into it. So, um, but then I was closer to the leaders through halfway, which was kind of the goal. I didn't need to be with the leaders, but I wanted to at least kind of feel like I had contact with them yeah. so that I knew what was going on where I could kind of let it rip if I felt good towards the end, that the second half. Yeah. Yeah. And then you come into Cormier, and uh, you're you're in yeah, the top ten this year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Last year I wasn't in the top ten, so I, I proved your point uh, <laughs> that if you're in the top ten at Cormier, then there's a good chance you could. Well, not good chance, but you you're one of the few that might podium. Um, and that was actually kind of tough to get into Cormier. I had a low a low point um, going up over Col de Lausanne, mm -hmm. and uh, luckily I was running with Debo at the time, and he was really hiking very strongly. And I just told myself, okay, don't lose contact with him, which was tough. Like I I was yo-yoing off the back of him, and he mm -hmm. probably felt me like ready to break. But he got me through kind of those like dark, cold hours of the night. And then once we got into Cormier, kind of had a, a second wind a bit, like got some coffee in. And, and that didn't feel like you guys were racing each other. No, 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 not no, at all. No, he no. wasn't <laughs> trying to like push the pace. He he was just keeping a steady effort mm -hmm. running his his pace or like his race like executing it the way he had hoped and i just was kind of having a low point and trying to like stick with him but uh it was nice with him like we pretty much just switched the lead and helped each other out a lot uh he, he had some problems with his poles at one point we stopped and like i was trying to like knock his little button loose like yeah. so that he could like ex uh, extend the pole all the way and like he, i just having a friend out there was huge yeah, yeah. uh and you were seventh place or so and i think i think we went in there either sixth and seventh or seventh and eighth um, so when we got through there. you had to move do your move up between uh Cormier and la folie again i know what is it about it's, can't, you just can't wait to get to switzerland you got some chocolate stashed over or <laughs> yeah in the, in the bushes um uh, i think for me like i'm much better on the descents mm -hmm. um and my weakness are the climbs. So what I like about this race is everything, like all the like main points of the race are descents. Like it finishes on a descent. You go into most of your uh, big aid stations off of a descent. And uh, so I kind of get my second win going into those. Mm -hmm. And just like last year going to La Folie, I saw you and 
I felt like I, you know, and I hit pavement. And once I hit pavement, my legs just like remember what they're they're used to doing, and I just start to run. And uh, and so that was nice. But uh, it's mm. I don't know. I, I I was in much better spirits this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, coming seeing it, you coming into Lawful, you're like doing the same dance as last year, <laughs> yeah. basically. I know. Uh, paraphrasing, it, but <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we we had tough early conditions. Mm-hmm. Like going over. Um, um, what was it, uh, Col du Bonhomme? Mm-hmm. It was just spitting ice cold rain. Myself, Debo, and three Spaniards were together, kind of like in this little group, kind of felt like a Donner Party esque like <laughs> voyage where it's like if someone got kicked out of the back, it's like I hope they survive. Like it yeah. was just one of those like low visibility, you know, spitting rain. Everyone's cold. I had my waterproof jacket, waterproof gloves on. Really? Like yeah. I'd never used that stuff before. Um, but I honestly think that this was a year that if you didn't, if you didn't stay technically sound, you would pay the price from getting cold, getting wet. Um, not being able to like maintain you know functionality of your hands or your stomach. Uh, have you talked and, to Dylan after the race? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So I think uh, he he suffered one of those consequences. But not putting the gloves and gear yeah. on, like yeah. he hands got cold. I know because I you, like, you don't eat because like, when I was with him, I honestly thought like I mean, and it, it occurred to me he's gonna like be on the podium at the end of this race, and it like made me excited. Like yeah. I wasn't at all like like it, I wasn't. And this, I was more like, dude, this guy's gonna have the best race ever. And then, like, he suddenly had this like flip of a switch where like his body kind of shut down. And I think it was because of that, like yeah. maybe missing out on the gear. Yeah. Yeah. But, but um, you execute. You are. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've you're only two had... for two. I mean, you've only run 200 miles, but they've been on this huge stage, and both times you've yeah. run the smart race and haven't made the mistakes. Yeah. I I think everyone has that capability if you kind of objectively look at what lays ahead like you know go don't go in guns a blazing and i think that a lot of us have the potential to execute well i don't know planned out races and enjoy the process and i think that's part of why like people are like how are you smiling part of it is i kind of smile to to kind of shield my pain that i'm Mm -hmm. feeling um but uh, it kind of reflects back at you right yeah like because then people smile at you and you're like hey this is awesome like so i mean it's not at all that any part of that race was easy necessarily but uh i also think that when you are building momentum throughout a giant journey like that Mm -hmm it's more enjoyable than if you're holding on and just like grasping for straws and like just on the verge of an epic bong because i've been there and that sucks <laughs> trans grand canary yeah when, <laughs> cuatro puntos <laughs> um, but you know to your point uh what's kind of disappointing is i've run 200 milers i finished 200 milers and i still don't have a belt buckle so i <laughs> yeah. show off but uh, i have some really cool hard you know, like you, statues you do you have a nice yeah. backpack a nice little yeah. uh little i guess statue. i could buy a belt buckle yeah you probably could they're probably not that expensive they're probably not one in chamonix uh, no oh. is jared hazen still selling his i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um so is it much planning a race as being flexible how much is it is it rigid and how much is it being prepared to deal with an adaptive situation i think it's i think it's important to at least kind of pencil in some Mm -hmm. ideas but then definitely be willing to adapt in the moment and like i adapted a lot uh last night and the night before where things that i thought were going to be how I had planned didn't necessarily play out that way. Mm -hmm. And so then in, you know, in the thick of things, you just have to kind of roll with it and not let it throw you off your, your composure. Cause once that happens, then you're mental, you're, you get a mental lapse and you may go for an hour and not be drinking or eating. Mm -hmm. And then it really snowballs. So do you have an example uh, of that? Like where, where did you have to adapt on the fly? Um, so let's see. One thing was, um, 
I going in all my training at Speedgo, I had stayed with one flavor of like goo roctane and like this thing summit tea was working for me like it's like and i knew this is the one like i had some caffeine and i love it and then like 10 hours in and maybe it was the cold i just wasn't stomaching it the way i thought Mm -hmm. and thankfully my crew had a backup uh backup flavors and like just even something like that flavor changes was huge like then i was like okay i can consume this again but you had prepared yourself to have even though you had your favorite flavor yeah you had that fallback yeah and so yeah, there were some contingency plans. And then also in the moment, like I wasn't able to get the calories in. So then at the aid station, it's like, okay, what can I take here that's gonna supplement until I see my crew in four more hours? Like yeah. that's a long time where I can't u- implement my contingency plan. So I started you know, consuming a lot of soup. Um, I was eating cookies off the table, like just trying to you know, mitigate this you know, potential bonk that I could you know, definitely see on the horizon had I not been able to get stuff in. Yeah. Um, also with gear, I hadn't planned on like using as much gear as I had um, and then making the conscious decision. Like I'm the type of runner that I don't like to stop for anything. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm running with you on an aerobic run, if you stop to take a photo, it kind of bothers me. Like I, you know, I'm just kind of that like anal, you know, I'm running, so I run. Yeah. And like, so you're midway, stopping your watch at the, the yeah, crosswalk. Yeah. And standing there really upset, like just waiting. I'm not running in circles. I just <laughs> okay. like, you draw a line yeah. somewhere. <laughs> um, and like, so there were a few points where like, I, you know, took off my pack and I was still hiking, but I was like fumbling with my jacket, putting it on while still walking. I probably should have just stopped and taken the 30 seconds and been more comfortable. But, uh, you know, putting on my jacket at key moments that I hadn't planned on, knowing that, hey, it's starting to rain. I don't know how bad it's going to be, but I don't want to risk getting wet because uh, that's going to turn to cold and it's dark and it's, you know, in the teens out here. Like, yeah. it, it just, I, I was trying to avoid those pitfalls and, uh, and just kind of mentally stay engaged even when I'm starting to get sleepy. And, but uh, I don't know, it's, I mean, it's a work in progress. I only have two, two attempts at it. So mm-hmm. I think there's, hopefully if I can stay healthy, there's uh, room for improvement or maybe yeah. I just need to sign up after everyone else has signed up and know who's on the list. And if, if, if Francois comes back, then, then just don't sign up. <laughs> He's pretty good. He's, I mean, those two guys, it's incredible. And, and that's where obviously the results, like I'm third, but in a sense, like it's kind of like, I felt like I was up against just titans. Like, like, how do you beat those guys? You won the normal, you, I, I won the human the, division. Yes, like. The human division, I was first place. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they're they're such down to earth, cool guys. I mean, yeah. Like when you were in first, or when you were in third, when you moved into third, mm-hmm. and you know you have Francois and killing it ahead of you, you're like, <laughs> you know, at that point, I was like, oh, third place is awesome for the day, and we still had like six hours of racing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I honestly was not thinking about, oh, let's go real in killing. No one says that. Like, you don't you don't leave an aid station and think, okay, like I'm gonna gobble that guy up mm-hmm. like no. but uh it wasn't until i left a uh, triant and i was going up the climb and i was actually running pretty hard because i was terrified that xavier was right behind me there was this thick fog and i like turned around and i saw a shot like someone's silhouette and i couldn't tell if they had a race number on so i was like that's him maybe it wasn't him but yeah. like i was like that's two or three minutes behind so i was just like booking it and then i ran out of triant and someone said how are you running like you look way better than killian and francois and i was like like and that was the first moment with like how cool would that be if you did make contact <laughs> with them but they kept distancing themselves by the end so i, I didn't stand a chance but uh it, i don't know it, it was a fun experience i mean who knows if they'll ever race again mm. against each other like maybe not yeah but um so to be a part of that that i mean i've said it before but it really kind of felt like trail royalty out there and i don't know i i'm i'm definitely uh uh i don't know humbled to be amongst them and uh feel 
don't know, gracious or I feel uh, grateful that I was able to, you know, run the race I wanted on a day like that. Yeah. But do you have anything uh, else lined up on your schedule? Are you? Uh, no ultras at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm so. I'm sticking to my 100 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Well, actually, no, I do have some cross-country races coming up. So I'm going to go back to 5K, 8K, 10K cross-country races this fall. Um, Ultras, I haven't penciled anything in, but I'm not opposed to something if it excites me. But honestly, at the moment, nothing is really interesting, like, in the fall. Yeah. So, and, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) This is a good season in, like, a weekend. I I feel like that's kind of how last year went, too. Like, it was the pinnacle event, you know, the end of August, beginning of September, and Mm -hmm. then just kind of, you know, not get... I don't know, don't get too greedy. Like, I, I think it's easy to maybe bite off too much and then, like, pay the price of, like... There's a next year. There is, and hopefully a year after that. Yeah. And a year after that. And maybe someday, like, myself or one of the other Americans will stand here and it will be the first male victory at UTMB. <laughs> but uh, that elusive title still Thank out there. Thank you for so qualifying it, uh, that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and, and just to be clear, like, I've always clarified No, no, that. no, like, no, no. But, like, I got thrown under the bus with all these, like, UTMB updates. Yeah. And, and I'm like, no, I never said that. Like, no, no, no. But I, I think people understand. Like, but, um, Yeah. Uh, I mean... So uh, that is a motivator. You're talking is. to Jim and, like, because, like, a lot of times, like, there can be these artificial <laughs> outside contracts of, like, U.S. versus Europe or, or yeah. whatever. But to... to it would be something no American man has ever done. I know. And I, I mean, in a sense, that kind of will cement you as, you know, a pioneer mm. of, in a sense, like for that category. And, and I know Zach was going for that last year. I, I know. Mean, like, and Sage was probably thinking. I mean, like. Yeah. Like, and there have been greats before us in, you know, the mid to late 2000s yeah. that were going after that. And it's been elusive and no one has been able to do it. And so it definitely is in the back of my mind. And Chamonix holds a special place as the. CCC was my first ever 100K. Yeah. UTMB was my first ever 100 miler. And then, I don't know, it's just a, it's a pretty cool place. Nice. But, uh, well, congratulations <laughs> on thanks, building some great memories thanks here. Thanks so much.